0: Have you ever wondered how to land a UX design internship at Google? Well, today we're going to try to answer exactly that. What's up everybody, I'm Guo, and you're listening to the Not Just Pixel show. There's a lot to learn as a designer. So in this show, I sit down with design professionals to understand how to grow as a designer and help you get that UX design internship or job. Let's get into it. In today's episode, I talked to four design interns who recently finished their internship at Google. I asked them a series of questions about the application process, preparation, and tips for future applicants. Personally, I took a lot of notes, and I hope this episode will help whoever is interested in applying to Google in the future. So
1: starting with the first question, what was your application process like? In terms of my application process, I applied for the posting around December, which is kind of late uh, as compared to other companies, because most of other companies, they post their jobs online around September, October. But Google, I think, starts recruiting around January. So I applied to the job posting on the careers website uh, in December. After you apply, so what happens at Google is that they change the interviewing process every year. For instance, like last year, what used to happen is that once you apply and you got selected, they used to send out a design challenge that you need, you had to fill out and or make make and send them a presentation deck, but this year that wasn't the case. You had to go through a bunch of interviews, and the number of these interviews also depended on um, the amount of information that they got. So, for instance, that the first interview had uh, you you gave answers or they asked you questions that related to all of their areas of interests or all the information that they needed. That's pretty good. You might skip one more interview after that. But if they needed more information, they used to call you for another interview. Once you go through a bunch of interviews, or these could be behavioral or design challenges or anything could happen. Once all of that is done, you enter the team matching round where you match with different teams and talk to people, talk to different hiring managers and see if it's a good fit or not. So that was fresh a master's student studying human-computer interaction
0: at University of Texas. Here, Rush brought up an interesting point. So after you apply, Google actually changes up their application process based on what they know of you. This means that every applicant's process can be different. So if you get a callback from Google in the future, you can expect to do around two to four interviews that ranges from a portfolio presentation, design exercise, behavioral interview, or more. And this number really depends on the data that Google needs to understand you as a candidate. So that's good to know. Now let's dive into how you can prep for these interviews.
2: So (laughs) this is actually funny because I'm an introvert person and I was always really bad at interviewing. Uh, But it's something you can learn. I, I promise it's something you can learn. And I just became obsessed with practicing common interview questions and like UX design specific interview questions. So I went through, Google has resources for interview prep for like external candidates too. They have YouTube videos, they have tips on their Instagram, uh, but they're also like, I did a LinkedIn learning course on common interview questions and I memorized projects. Like my tip is to like memorize two Projects they did very well and be ready to like defend all of your design decisions and then go through those common interview questions and find ways to use those projects in those questions.
0: So that was Gabby, a master's student studying interaction design at California State University. And as an introvert myself, I can 100% relate to Gabby's concern and I totally agree. When in doubt, prepare, prepare, and prepare even more. Now let's hear how other design interns prep for their interview stages. Let's say the portfolio presentation.
3: Uh, What I did was go on to an ADP list to schedule free mentorship sessions with a lot of different mentors every week, just practice my portfolio presentation again and again. And eventually, it got better. And I think another thing that helped me a lot with interview preparation process is I really enjoy watching other designers, YouTubers, uh, video and see their design process, their projects, presentation. And I think that helped me a lot. When I got the offer from Google and other companies, I wanted to put out there my portfolio presentation and help other people as well.
0: So that was Christy a senior studying graphic design at Art Center College of Design. Now seriously, ADP list is such a godsend for young designers. And I'll also put Christie's video in the show notes as well. I watched the entire video and no exaggeration, I can tell why Google hired her as a design intern after watching the video. I highly recommend any designers to watch it. So, that's great. But let's say how about the design exercise? which is a 45-minute session where you'll be given a prompt and expected to think out loud while you're solving a problem. Mm, That sounds a little bit stressful, isn't it?
4: It's actually really fun. Um, I had way too much fun doing these interviews. And the best way I feel to prepare for this, again, there are lots of online resources, whiteboarding challenges. It's, It's pretty similar, so you can practice from there. But I personally practiced with a friend um, and this was someone who has been through a design exercise before. Um, So they could kind of give me, you know, more accurate feedback on, hey, maybe we want to try this way. But yeah, um, in my process, um, there were two design exercises that I went through. Both of them were a lot of fun in one of them i was designing um i was designing an atm machine for children so that's how fun it that's how fun it is and and i would my honest advice for these is like um once you go through a few rounds of like practicing just don't stress out and like don't judge your thinking in these exercises cuz A lot of it is just thinking out loud, and the worst mistake you can do is not trust the process that it's playing out in your head. I mean, if you've reached that stage in the interview process, there is something good in you, and just trust it and go for it.
0: So that was Mudra, a master's student studying human-computer interaction at Georgia Tech. And I absolutely love the mindset that she had towards design exercises. Personally, I would often think these exercises as intimidating or as a test, but for her, it's a fun exercise to tackle interesting problems. Maybe I should shift my mindset a bit as well. Now onto the next question. What do you think made you stand out amongst other applicants?
2: So I think I have a very different background. Like I studied a lot of things before. So I I studied architecture for four years, And that's where i started getting into ux design without even knowing what ux design was basically i was like trying to give users the best experience possible in a physical space and that was really important to me and like accessibility and equity in my design within architecture so i think that like made me stand out because i had this like different background but i think Being able to defend your design decisions is something very important because when you're interviewing with someone that works at Google, they're clearly better than you (laughs) because you're interviewing for an internship. But you need to be opinionated about your design decisions because if you're interviewing, it means you're good too. They saw your work and they want to talk to you. So they want to learn why you did what you did. They're not there to judge you. So just be like bold in defending and like if they ask a question, oh, why did you do that? Don't take it as like, oh my God, I did something wrong. Take it as like, oh, that person wants to know why I did that because maybe they liked it or because, you know, maybe they're interested and be ready to defend design decisions. And that's also something that I practiced. And like I said, I memorized my project like top to bottom, and I was ready to defend, like, why that color? Why that button? Why that size? Why why this journey? Um, so I think that also made me stand out. And the third thing, I think, was my focus on equity in my designs and accessibility. So I did talk about that during my interviews, during my team matching. And I think that's something that I, I'm very passionate about. It's something that I focus on my masters, on my projects, and I think that stood out because I think Google believes in that a lot. It's in their mission. It's to organize the world's information and make it accessible to everyone. And that's what I want to do too. That's what I, that's what I preach, that's what I do in my work. So I think that made me stand out. The fact that in my portfolio, you, you could see my care and attention onto these details.
0: I love how even though Gabby came from a different background in architecture, she saw it as an opportunity to make her stand out. And I also love how she emphasizes design rationale and promoting equity as a designer. Now, let's hear what Boudreaux thinks about this question.
4: I think there are a few very technical points that I have. One is that, you know, I had work experience prior to this internship and that work experience was in a highly technical domain. Um, so there was there was a lot I learned from there. And eventually the project, the one that I'm currently working on, is also highly technical. So I feel there was a match there. I think one thing, and I, I actually spoke to my host manager about this, and he also did mention that one thing that made me stand out was that there was the spirit of leadership or initiative, having independence, um, people who are self-starters, and you know you don't require too much guidance to get going. So that's definitely important. And I also think that just being bold in your design interviews, like just really trust yourself and don't be afraid to rebuttal on a particular point if you feel strongly about it. Um, Design intuition or your design gut is a thing. And I feel like just exercise it, go with it.
0: Just from listening to Mudra talk about what her host manager said, I can gradually identify a few common themes Google might look for. For example, leadership, self-starter who don't need much guidance, and design rationale, which is something that Gabby also mentioned previously. Now, let's also hear what Christy learned after talking to her manager. She
3: told me that while she was selecting candidate applications, one thing that she looked for is portfolio. Like, this is the top thing because she looks through hundreds, thousands of portfolio every day. So I think over time, it gets like similar. Many portfolios might look similar, so it's hard to stand out. So she mentioned that my portfolio stood out to her. And one other thing my manager mentioned to me is when she look at portfolio, sometimes she hasn't clicked on the project to see the detail by just looking at the homepage she can decide whether she wants to move forward with you or pass.
0: These are all great points. And what I want to note is, try to think in the shoes of the hiring managers. Let's say out of 100, 1,000 portfolios, how can you make yourself memorable or have the wow effect when they land on your portfolio for the first time? Definitely something to think about. Now, on to the next question. What do you think Google looks for in design interns?
1: In terms of design On a general level, Google kind of has a rule or a motivation where you think 10x, which is about what you design. Design is great for immediate applications, but is that thing scalable? Is that product scalable? Where can it go? It can be hypothetical. It can be a very hypothetical scenario, but you just need to think. You just need to take it somewhere because if you think of a hypothetical scenario, there would be an engineer anywhere at Google or in any company, or there, there could be a technology that you don't know about that could bring that to life. So just thinking and imagining is something that really helps. And the some things that I currently do is whenever I am given a project, I try to come up with multiple um, solutions in terms of initial iterations and just make sure that one or two out of those are really feasible to be in that safety net, but You can just go and think of the craziest futuristic next generation idea, which kind of gives you that freedom to think and innovate, which is what is needed, right, from you as a designer. That makes sense, actually, considering how Google's
0: product has such an incredible amount of reach across the globe. Scalability is definitely a factor to consider. Now, let's hear Rush give an example of this during his
1: internship. For instance, I was having a conversation with my design lead this morning And I came up with a couple of solutions, which were like both feasible and a little exploratory, but they just said, why do, why are we stopping here to give some context? I was designing a very a feature for an existing product that we had. And my design leads, they told me that why don't we change the entire UI for the, of the product for this small feature, which is something that you wouldn't want to do, right? If it's a small feature, you wouldn't want to change the entire product, but it's just these things that make you iterate at the at the initial phases and at the end you can like take examples and club some ideas together but it's how you like get out of that box and like start thinking and innovating which is what is needed anyone can design anyone can do a very basic iteration out of it but you need to show them that you can innovate you can actually be a part of their 10 year plan or 20 year plan or be a good contribution to the team or the company love that I feel like one of the most important soft skills a designer can
0: have is when designing, think in both short-term and long-term. And as Rush mentioned, do create those out-of-the-box ideas because that's how us as designers break away from all the rules, constraints, and start innovating in this field. And this is what Google looks for in designers as well. Lastly, onto the final question. What are some tips or advice you can give to designers who want to apply to Google in the future?
4: oh my god so many things um but i think the first thing is that i just want to like shake their, like hold them by their shoulders, shake them and be like hey apply don't sell yourself short like don't don't think that you can't do this um because honestly if i am here and if so many other people are here you can do and just take the fact that it's google out of your head and, you know, if it's your dream internship, just apply even if you don't think right now you have what it takes because Google will hire people from different backgrounds, from all walks of lives, and different experience levels. And you never know that you actually have what it takes to be a part of a
0: team at Google.
4: So I would say just apply to give your best and trust that there is something in you that's worth fighting for
0: absolutely love this. For anybody listening, as muja said, if Google is your dream company, don't undersell yourself and apply. The worst thing you can do is self-reject yourself. And for Christy, this was definitely something she thought about before.
3: Um, because I know interviewing with Google might be intimidating. When I first received the email from recruiter, I was debating whether I should take these interviews or not. Because I don't think I would get an offer. But I took it because I just want to experience the interview process. I want to know what it looks like. And it's a free practice.
0: Again, love this mindset of not self-rejecting yourself. It is difficult, don't get me wrong. But sometimes you really just have to take a leap of faith. Love that. Are there any other tips for future applicants?
4: I think it's good to remember that Google is an engineering-first company. And they say so on their website as well. And so problem solving, critical thinking, and like highlighting that you can uh, successfully solve complex technical problems is very important. But it's also very, very important to learn how to explain these thoughts or how to explain the process that you're going to go through.
0: I did know that Google is an engineering like company, so that's important to keep in mind. And lastly, to run off this episode, I want to cap it off with Gabby's experience with networking. Now, networking is also something multiple applicants have said to be beneficial to the process, but it's not always the smoothest ride.
2: Oh my god, I have got ghosted so many times. <laughs> you have no idea. I had hundreds of emails sent out with no answer. I had people saying like, yes, I'd love to talk to you and then no answer anymore. But you know, it's that one person, you only need one person to help you. So send hundreds of emails, hundreds of LinkedIn messages. doesn't matter. You only need that one person that is going to be like, hey, I'd love to take a look at your portfolio. Yeah, send it my way. And that's all you need.
0: And likewise, sometimes all you need is one yes during this entire application process. So future Google applicants or anybody listening, I hope this episode was helpful. And I wish you all the best in applying. You got this. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time. And again, before we say goodbye, my name is Guo and you've just listened to the Not Just Pixel Show. And I'll see you in the next episode.